Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again uh, for your sins. Ricky is off doing Ricky things with his better half, his his far superior half, I should say. His wife is basically the Renee Wilson, or whatever her name is, to Drake Maverick, as far as overall credibility and appearance goes so you've got me for a short spell this week Ricky will be back next week to discuss what I believe it is it's the preview to SummerSlam I can't believe it's come round so quickly after Extreme Rules I'm not sure is it not usually a bit later in August where we've got SummerSlam uh, it just seems as if it's popped up out of nowhere it's quite an interesting card there are a few matches on there that I have no interest in whatsoever but it's shaping up to be some other matches that I am wholly invested in, so looking forward to seeing what the final card will be. A few skippables, a few matches where it's time to get the popcorn out and the foam fingers, so we'll go into a lot more detail with that next week. But what is also next weekend is uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto, or should I say, as far as I'm aware, the correct pronunciation is Toronto. They like to have a, a softer T, second T in that word, so if I am right, and if there are any Canadian listeners out there who believe me to be correct, then I'll just give myself a pat on the back just now. Uh, nobody else has to give me a pat on the back, it's okay. So we'll go over how this takeover is shaking, shaping up, uh, and in the process, give some love to good old NXT UK as well. We will do a deep dive closer to the time of their own takeover in Cardiff, the last Saturday of August. Um, I'm going to do, so tonight what I'll do is a wee pros and cons list that I like to do in these solo shows and NXT UK will be the focus of the pros and cons list. Don't worry, I won't um, go down a patronising route this week. It's just a wee chat about what I like about NXT UK and what I don't like. Before that, I hope you're listening to this wearing one of the lovely Social Suplex t-shirts available at the Social Suplex store on ProWrestlingTees.net And once you're done listening to this wee ditty it's going to be a short one this week so it'll be over before you know it Crack open your laptop smash that word, smash the words powerslam.tv into the URL bar 
through in the social suplex promo code and get yourself a free month's worth of independent wrestling from all over the place, free for a whole month, 4,000 hours. That's a ridiculous offer. Take time off work, phone in sick for a month, watch as much wrestling, so much wrestling that you'll be a zombie in the process. Now, before I touch on the NXTs of WWE, there was a big weekend for ICW up in Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland. It was Shug's House Party number six, a double night weekender, two sturdy three-hour length events. I had been looking forward to this for a long time since the card came together. Uh, I was disappointed I wasn't able to get to go. Just money situations and all that stuff got holidays to book. So I've spent the last few days catching up on it on their on-demand service. The first night, uh, it took a bit of time for me to fully appreciate the women's title match. The women's matches on Fight Club TV, they've been excellent of late. Like really top quality stuff. And there was a triple threat where Kaylee Ray of NXT UK fame lost the title to Casey Owens. That was a superb match, and there's just been lots of really good back and forth between all three ladies involved. And what happened on the night of Shrugs Night One? Basically, Casey Owens has a heel manager. She's got some heel tag team backup there, and they came along and basically brought the match to a halt. Weapons were involved. And it's just because there's been such good wrestling on TV, I felt a bit wanting when it came to the match that was for the big pay-per-view. What was quite cool about this was the heel tag team that came out to put a halt to proceedings brought about their opponents who came out to save the day, as it were, so there wasn't a a merciless beatdown of one of the women defenders, Evil. So that was good. It was a... No, I wouldn't say rushed, but they just sort of kept the ball rolling and got a couple of matches out of the way. One of the other matches that I was quite gutted about was Mark Coffey. He beat Andy Wilde, one of my favourites. Andy Wilde was basically stifled throughout. Uh, Andy's ribs were the focus. Uh, I was not a fan of this at all, purely because Andy Wilde is a beast in the ring who wrestles almost the exact style of wrestling I enjoy the most. A good combination of technical wrestling, powerhouse, and a suplex machine as well, but it wasn't to be. It just felt the finish wasn't great. I really wanted to see Andy Wilde let loose, but I, I, for the first few, the first hour or so of night one, I actually fell into the trap of being annoyed with the booking rather than the stories. And I try and blow my trumpet with regards to that in WWE, so I will hold my hands up. The booking annoyed me with this. It's just what it was. There were over the two nights, though. There were some really good few few good moments, Stevie Boy returning who was injured basically a year ago to the date he returned to take the vacant spot against Wolfgang for the ICW title and the pop he got was sickening for a a good indie crowd that pop was loud and lengthy, he won it to beat Wolfgang, really good comeback, A a year to the day basically where he was injured to also lost the title that night and came back and won it, so that was excellent. It does pain me to say this in a, a sort of way, but Liam Thompson beating Joe Coffey, sorry Joe, for the Zero G Championship. If this was in WWE, 
I would be putting my Joe Coffey hat on, but it's ICW. Joe Coffey's a bad guy, and Liam Thompson has been on a whirlwind of excellent matches since his return from injury a year ago as well. He dropped his comedy gimmick and got all serious when Coffey was say, laughing at him, basically. What I really liked about this match was Joe was basically rubbing it in the face of everyone in the in the building as well as Liam himself that he's got that sweet WWE contract hitting a pedigree on Liam Thompson on Triple H's birthday no less and then brought out a sledgehammer to, so he was clearly just saying listen I'm I'm in cahoots with Mr Triple H himself nobody can touch me but it came to be that people could touch him and he walks away without the title so I, I did enjoy that story that was told Young star Leighton Buzzard beating Joe Hendry. The stipulation here was that if he beat Joe Hendry, he would have to leave ICW. So that did happen, and it was quite bittersweet because Joe Hendry's been a great foil for Leighton Buzzard over the last year or so. Uh, Buzzard had a great weekend in general. He came out to help Grado defeat James Storm the next night. So two massive wins for Leighton Buzzard. I tweeted that out earlier on in the week. That was some, some weekend for him. A game changer for sure. So, if you've not heard the name Leighton Buzzard, then you have now and remember it because he might do big things in the independent scene over the next few years. And the thing I was worried about the most Jack Jester, Shah Samuels, the Kinky Party, best friends, soulmates, they remain soulmates after they beat the anti fun police. Uh, I was convinced that Shah Samuels was going to screw over Jack Jester. But that wasn't the case, and it was a real, it was more a sigh of relief than anything. So there were lots to love about the show, the shows overall. Just some things that I was a wee bit disappointed with. However, over six hours in total of wrestling, there's going to be some things that you're not altogether happy with. But in the in the most of it, I was pleasantly pleased. Pleasantly pleased. You may have noticed there's been a couple of screenshots on Twitter recently that ICW might be coming over onto the old network in due course. The There was a fight club. There seemed to be an episode up of ICW Fight Club, but then it just disappeared, or for me, uh, just wouldn't let it play. So I'm not sure if they're just testing it out to see what's happening, and I can't remember off the top of my head what the pricing system would be if ICW was to would, was to come over. Pros and cons, if it is in the higher tier, obviously it's got all the wrestling that I watch in the one place on the network, um, but it didn't say anything about their pay-per-views, their big shows, or the big four weekends that they have. If it's just those, if it's just the TV and not the big shows, then I may remain subscribed to the ICW's on-demand service itself, but we'll just see what happens with that going forward. But exciting times, and I know there are a few people that listen to the show that have have had an interest in ICW and certain wrestlers like a certain Grado. Obviously, people know quite a bit about him as well, Joe Henry, so watch this space with regards to some ICW on the old network. So, TakeOver is on the horizon, and I'm going to break a cardinal sin here. I know that for the most part, I know what it is for. The, I know what the card is mostly, 
but there have been a few stories on NXT TV, the, the normal Wednesday episodes of late, that are all worthy of some sort of blow-off match. But from counting off the top of my head, the amount of stories going on means that there are basically too many to fit into the nice wee formula that takeovers have of, what, five matches or so, sometimes six. So for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of you all listening, I'm going to break my own rules and spoil some NXT for myself. I might, as I say, there's some matches that I know are already happening, but I might possibly spoil one or two things for me here. So if you do not want to know what's going on, then you have been warned. But I'm looking for content this week on a solo show, so speed a thought for me, ladies and gents. So we have first up on rumbleramble.com I feel dirty going on to some wrestling news websites has to be done though for the sake of the art and all that shite uh, Velveteen Dream versus Pete Strong versus Pete Strong Pete Dunn versus Roderick Strong for the North American Championship match I've enjoyed Velveteen's Dream Velveteen Dream's run so far as North American champion. He has had good outings against Tyler Breeze and Matt Riddle. Uh, and he's flaunted it on TV regularly. So he's doing well for himself. Roderick Strong is going to make sure, try his best to add to Undisputed Era's gold. So that story did write itself, but you had the inclusion of Pete Dunne, who came out to a thunderous evasion on last week's NXT TV. That was... A special moment I'll remember for quite some time. Just he's been a wee bit inconspicuous in his absence from NXT UK recently, so I was wondering what's happening with him. Well, Mr. William Regal himself advised us that it will be Pete Dunne's going to be on NXT normal TV for a while. Okay, he won't be on the UK show, but he's still going to be on the on some sort of WWE programming. I can't can't complain about that. An interesting addition, Regal was basically admitting favouritism when they added Pete Dunne to this match and Roderick Strong made his annoyances known. Who cares? I don't. It's going to be a good match. Very hard-hitting. Velveteen Dream, he's got a target on his back with this one, so with that inclusion, I couldn't possibly tell you who's going to win that match. But it could be one of those, this is one of those takeovers where You've got the uprising of AEW. This will, I'm not sure when All Out is, but I'm sure it's close. A few weeks away at least, so I'm sure Triple H will be wanting to get some sort of excellent takeover presented to us, and that match will help that help things along nicely. This next match I'm not too sure about. It's the Street Profits and Undisputed Era. Things going against this are Street Profits. They're good. They've been treated a lot more seriously and presented a lot more seriously and more credible since they won the Tag Team Championships. Um, whatever is going on with them on Raw at the moment, I have no idea and it's just completely unnecessary personally. The They're fighting champions. They wanted to fight Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan so they're doing well. They're just not. They've not get that. They're not one of the best tag teams in WWE overall. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. And the combination of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, 
they've made a name for themselves, obviously. But 2018, you had O'Reilly and Roderick Strong put on barn burners every single pay-per-view. So there's something missing from this match from me. I'm sure it will deliver in every way. I can see an upset here. I did predict a while ago that the Street Profits would probably lose the titles quickly, even possibly on TV. That's not happened yet, so I wouldn't be surprised if titles swapped hands here. Next match. Very much looking forward to this Women's Championship match. It will be Shayna Baszler versus Maya Yim. Mia Yim. I've waxed lyrical about this match before on recent episodes. It was Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. Just a match on TV, but excellent TV match. Mia Yim sold like a boss. I think it was her knee that was being targeted by Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim sold it perfectly. She's become a fun favourite of mine. She's doing the vigilante act at the moment, taking out Shayna's goons, and it's been quite funny seeing that happen. It's still a it's still a feud that's fallen under the radar. There's not been that much interaction between the two women involved, like direct interaction. There is a TV episode that's going to be dropping tonight, though, so maybe we'll see something then. Oh, there's two more to go, sorry. I'm getting my dates mixed up. There's plenty of time. Two episodes. I'm sure they'll figure something out, but... The problem with Shayna Baszler's matches recently is the inclusion of the goons in matches they've just devalued. I think they've personally devalued Shayna Baszler, and she does not need them at all. So... While I think it should it will be a good match, I'm worried for what could happen. Uh, next up, oh god, oh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls NXT Championship match, basically a three stages of hell match. I don't know why they didn't just call it that because you have the first match as a stipulation picked by Adam Cole where he wants a straight-up wrestling match because that is the match that he beat Johnny Gargano in at the WrestleMania weekend. <clears throat> and Johnny Gargano has picked a street fight. I'm getting a bit fed up with Johnny Gargano, I have to say. Great wrestler, fantastic to watch and does put on excellent quote-unquote work-rate matches. But, I mean, we talk about people with a stranglehold on the main event scene on WWE. Well, look at this guy. I'm going to guess maybe two or three takeovers over the last how many where he's not been the main event. If you, this is, It feels like almost two years of Johnny, the Johnny Gargano show and they're bending over backwards to make him look like a star despite losing regularly. I don't get that there. He comes across as selfish uh, with his basically siding his whole thing with Tommaso Ciampo went on too long and the whole carry on with Candice LeRae like it's just a mess it got too much for me he attacked Alistair Black in the parking lot which I'll grant you was one of if not my favourite ever NXT match that they've had like Talk about someone getting pushed. A lot of folk um, aren't happy with certain wrestlers on the main main roster being pushed. Well, this guy's in our faces all the time. 
I think it's time to move on a bit. Bring him up to the main roster and let him dwindle somewhere where he'll be used for some comedy segments at some point. Because you've got a lot of... There's quite a lot of people in the mid-cards who are stuck there just now because you've got the Johnny Gargano show. And while these matches have been good, it's just overkill with them, just like the matches. Um, Having said that, I'm sure once it actually boils down to it, I will enjoy this match. As long as it's not kicking out of cannonballs to the face and all that. I don't mean... Kevin Owens cannonball, I mean actual gunpowder bowling ball stuff because um, he could kick out of a nuclear bomb at the moment and it's suspension of disbelief means nothing now it seems to be that that's sorry before I finish that general, if the match is won a piece after the first two falls then general manager Willie Regal will choose the third fall if it's needed uh, obviously it will be they've not actually announced what the stipulation will be so that is going to be quite interesting to see what it is cage match no it won't be a sort of, it won't be any sort of structure maybe a ladder or something which is a structure but you know what I mean so it's going to be interesting for that at least to see what happens when William Regal comes out and picks his last stipulation now that seems to be the only four those four matches are the only ones that are on this website and it was updated two days ago you've got the NXT breakout tournament final will they have that on the takeover? I do heavily doubt it maybe they'll have that as a dark match and they'll show that on the episode after takeover airs but there's nothing else there you've got this Matt Riddle and Killian Dane thing going on just now which is warmed up very quickly Killian Dane's promo packages uh, vignettes over the last few weeks have been super built like a big big deal and as you know I've warmed incredibly to Matt Riddle so if that ends up being a match on the card sign me up Keith Lee and Damien Priest had a not too bad match on TV last week I don't know I can't see it making a takeover I think it's still a bit early both men haven't done much to win me over yet Unless they're facing Donovan, uh, Dominic Dijakovic or Dijakovic, however you want to name him. So even though this is a takeover that's going to fall quite close to All Out, um, it's a big four weekend. It just seems a wee bit... The builds for some of the matches haven't been amazing, but I say that regularly about the builds for NXT takeovers and they some more often than not end up screamers so I'm sure it will deliver on the night and regardless it's a takeover we're always going to enjoy these aren't we so there we go a light touch on the takeover which we'll look at in more detail after the weekend has been and gone so now it is time to give some love to Ricky and mine's favourite thing on the moment <laughs> on the moment uh, we're talking about NXT UK now. NXT UK has been going for almost a year now. Maybe it was September or something like that. And there was that sort of new, shiny new toy thing about it, especially leading up to their first takeover in Blackpool in January. But over the course of the, this year, it's turned into quite a, quite the brand, and it's one that I do enjoy looking for. I'll start that again. It's a brand that I look forward to watching the most when it comes to NXT um, 
WWE and that does include 205 so I'm going to do a wee pros and cons list for you um, there may be some of you out there who haven't watched it before there may be some of you who have fallen away from it and maybe this pros and cons list will make help you make up your mind so I've got a wee list here I did a, a couple of bullet points earlier just so I've got all the information that I want to get and not forget anything first one on the list there's some great heels on NXT UK Walter and by default Imperium these guys are the ring generals ring camp if you will who want to basically dominate matches with their brutal style they will take no prisoners and they just they've got no respect for anything at all Walter's a really intimidating figure and the other guys compliment him well you've got the inclusion of Alexander Wolf in there as well so he's a great heel Jordan Devlin, probably the best heel that's in it that guy can run his mouth for days and days uh, really good snapshot style as well and he stifles his opponents but does it in a sort of crossfit wrestling fashion if that makes sense, it does to my head anyway other ones, we've got Rhea Ripley um, kind of fallen a bit out with her after her comments a few months ago and she's been injured so her her stock has fallen for me personally Kaylee Ray who's made an impact quite quickly upon coming into NXT UK Noam Dar who is just a wee dick basically we all know someone like Noam Dar and we want to batter them Cassius Ono who has basically come in over to NXT UK and says I'm the best European wrestler that there is and he's not even European so he's putting in a few good clinics with some people it's good to see because Ono has I'm not sure if I'm imagining it or not but he seems to be putting on quite a lot of weight over the last year or so and his pace in the ring was not as it once was but he's he's doing really well in NXT UK putting in some really good matches I will not include Gallus as heels in this, even though they are heels, because they are my heroes. Uh, but you've got Gallus, who were at the forefront of the start of things with against British Strong Style. And, of course, the grizzled young vets, James Drake and Zach Gibson. I will touch on them a wee bit later. One of the other pros is just what you're wanting. What we really want most of all is great wrestling. You are almost guaranteed a screamer of a match every single week. Uh, so deep is the, the genuine quality that the majority of these wrestlers possess. You've got a huge variety as well. British strong style, that Technica, Technica style merged with CrossFit as well. Like, as I was saying there, Jordan Devlin, Kenny Williams, Kaylee Ray. The high flyers like Marvin Andrews, um, Zaya Brookside... Marvin Andrews plays the underdog card so well. Brookside is green, but I have watched it. I have actually seen her improve quickly over the last few months. She has done very well. Uh, you've got the Bruiser guys like Gallus and Imperium, Rhea Ripley, the Super Bruisers like the Hunt, Viper, Jazzy Gabber, and a, a favourite of ours, Dave Mastiff. So you've got such a a wide variety of wrestling styles all under one roof there and I think for me that allows for an almost a near infinite amount of combinations for which to play with and it gives a lot of the matches a fresh feel more often than not so there's always something to look forward to whether it's a tag team match or even if it's some sort of squash match 
excellent stuff going on there. Another pro, great. Uh, I kept this as a specific one because you've got great tag team wrestling over the course of the year, not just just now because there's some injuries going on just now. I've heard recently that Flash Morgan Webster has been told he's still to see if he can actually wrestle again. It's so bad as his knee at the moment. I'm not sure how much truth there is in that. Um, so there's so many other good tag teams. Oh, you've got The Hunt, who've come on leaps and bounds, British strong style, Imperium. There were others. Like you had Kenny Williams and Noam Dar, but they're against each other now. Kenny Williams and oh, what's that guy's name? Amir Jordan. I'm not. He's just disappeared off the face of the earth. I'm not sure what's happened to him. Maybe there's an injury. So even though you've got all these, there's injuries at the moment. That doesn't stop us from having your, your grizzled young veterans as the anchors against whoever they're facing. Doesn't matter who they're against. No grizzled young vets will make the other guys look like the underdogs. You'll root for them a lot. Uh, grizzled young vets play such a good... They play the heel tag team role so well. I've went on about them so often. I don't really need to do it again. But put it this way, there's some really good tag team wrestling going on. And you do not... It's. I would go as far as to say that the NXT UK has the best tag division going in the whole of WWE of all brands. Better than Lucha House Party and better than Heath Slater and Rhino. I know Rhino's disappearing, but you get the drift. Other one is Faction Warfare. I would say that nowhere else in WWE do you have such a strong gang mentality at the moment. Gallus, Imperium, Hunt, British Strong Style, they're all, they've been all at each other's throats in some form or fashion for ages. They're all loyal to the core to each other and it allows for special blow-off matches now and again. What I like about the blow-off matches that you have, and this could be seen as a bit of a con, is that there is a lack of takeovers. We're only coming up for a second one soon. So I'm sure they'll put on a really good card for that. But the thing is, these blow-off matches, they happen quite regularly. You've had... Gallus versus British Strong, Strong Style, Gallus versus The Hunt, British Strong Style versus Imperium. So you've got a good combination there. These six-man tags, the main events, you've got to love a good six-man tag when they're done well in WWE. Organised chaos, as as I've waxed, I've said waxed lyrical about before, but I'll say it again, um, that I've talked a lot about recently. So you get these dotted throughout the calendar instead of saving them for big takeovers so I do, I appreciate that very much another taping, another I can't speak tonight I've not got my pal Ricky to um, correct me even though he doesn't correct me, I'm just talking rubbish now the last pro I have is the, the taping format this this one I, I really do like with NXT in Florida it tapes, I don't know, three, three, four episodes in a row. And you've got that new, it's a fresh atmosphere every time they've got a taping. So I would, it's not exactly different fans, but 
They've went home, they've rested for a few weeks and they're back and they're ready to get some more of NXT. Well, with NXT UK, not only is it new tapings every couple of months or so, but it's in a new city. So with that, you get a new atmosphere, new fan favourites, keeps things fresh. There's always this general buzz about the ta- the crowds. I mean, even at the Download Festival, those guys were vocal all throughout the tapings that they've just finished doing there. That's a testament to the to NXT UK that they were able to keep people who were at a, fe- a music festival engrossed in the product for, I don't know, how many hours over a couple of days. So hats off to them for that. The When I was saying about a new atmosphere and fan favourites, just look at what happened when NXT UK came to Glasgow. Gallus were the baby faces uh, and it just turned everything on its head. So you can get that. As far as I'm aware, what I would be interested in hearing is have NXT UK been to Liverpool yet? And if so, what would the reaction be like for Zach Gibson, who touts himself as Liverpool's number one and will lay waste verbally to every other place outside of his town, his city? So if there are any indie fans out there listening just now who know of Zach Gibson's... uh, how he's treated in Liverpool, let me know. I'd be really interested in hearing that. So the cons, there are a couple, I will admit that. Uh, there are great baby faces on the show, but not enough. NU feels pretty heel heavy. It doesn't doesn't bother me because I'll root for whoever I want to root for. But old habits, they di- old habits die hard, and it's stuck in a mold where good guys versus bad guys is the status quo, and it means we don't get enough quote-unquote dream matches or for me dream matches like you're not going to see Grizzled Young Vets versus Gallus anytime soon because they're both on the the bad side of the spectrum Uh, and I think it would help maybe maybe not a ton of sorts but if you bigged up some of the lesser lesser credible baby faces I know that it looks like Someone from British Strong Style is going to be facing Walter at the takeover. So it could be Tyler Bate, as they've had the Trent Seven match. Tyler Bate has won the title before. He could do it again. You could build something around him, for sure. Um, but try and work on getting some more baby faces really invested from the crowd. It's already a bit too stacked of a roster for me. Already we're seeing wrestlers who aren't used as much as they were in the beginning. Okay, maybe that's a case of, I don't know, the addition phase is over. It's a case of Triple H or Regal or whoever's in charge saying, we know who we like, we know who needs more work, or we know that just you're not what we have in mind just now. But I think this is a problem all over WWE anyway. This isn't just NXT UK exclusive. Just so many they're coming in, and you could there's you could use more, so you could use less and still come away with more. It's one of those ones where there are too many cooks. Some of them can't even they've not even got a spoon to reach into the broth. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, the women's division is a strange one. It's top heavy. You have got about three or four who are legitimate contenders. And you could see them in title matches any day. But apart from that, I mean, Ginny seems to Ginny and Jazzy Gabbert 
it's a strange combination. I'm happy that Jazzy Gabbard is there, but from what I hear, Ginny is a big deal in progress. She's a big deal in the independent scene, but in here she's just... She seems very wooden and doesn't really get involved in much. I'd like to see more of Ginny going forward. And Millie McKenzie's disappeared. Anyone know of her, what she's doing just now? Please let us know, because she's not there as much. And we're stuck with Killer Cross, not Killer Cross. <laughs> Killer Kelly. <sighs> she doesn't do much for me. And uh, Candy Floss, who's quite hard to deal with with her wrestling. But I'm excited. Kelly Ray, she's one of the best women wrestlers in Scotland. I've got a feeling she might beat Tony Storm. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Maybe it's just pure bias as usual, but I think we might see a women's title change at Black um, at Cardiff. Another couple of pro uh, cons. Last two. You get Travis Banks. <laughs> He's a con for me. Not a con in general. Just I don't know. There's just it doesn't do much for me. Um, and lastly. This will get some eyebrows raised, perhaps, but Tony Storm, as your NXT Women's UK Champion, my apathy towards this wrestler is bordering on active dislike. I, again, I can't put a finger on it. She just bores me. And she's pretty one-dimensional, and I don't think she's as enjoyable to watch as Rhea Ripley was as a Women's Champion. So maybe... Maybe that's swaying my want for Kaylee Ray to win the title. It's just, I mean, even Tony Storm versus Piper Niven, aka Viper at ICW this weekend. It was what it was. And I've seen these two have an excellent match in the May Young Classic a couple of years ago, so I know they've got it in them, but there's something Tony Storm's just doesn't do anything for me at all anymore. And I'd like, I think, if there was a different champion. It would make me feel a bit differently towards the women's division as a whole. So, there we have it. A short pros and cons list of what has become a pretty short episode. Sorry if you were looking for a gargantuan two hours number, but it's been a busy week. Ricky's out with his wife. Shout out to Ricky. Um, You've got something to tidy over. So... Just to reiterate, if you don't watch NXT UK, have I said enough to garner your interest for at least one episode, maybe a couple, or you can at least check out the takeover? Is there anything that regular viewers of the show like that I've missed, or things that they don't like? I'd be interested in your thoughts on that, so check out, I'm going to put a pinned tweet on our profile and drop a comment in there. You drop a comment in there, not me. Let's get a nice wee NXT UK discussion on the go. It's not one that I talk about with others as often as I do the other parts of WWE, so I'd be more than happy to do that. With stuff going on with Ricky and Clive in general, I promise, promise, promise to the semi-finalists of the Quiz Time Invitational that they will, but we will get some quiz episodes, the next two quiz episodes recorded as soon as possible July's been a bit all over the place, I've got kids home from school for the holidays June was hard work as well for non 
podcast stuff. So I felt like July was just a time to concentrate on the basics. Um, don't give myself too much to do. We'll get it sorted, guys. Believe me, there's going to. I'm going to try and get some stuff sorted for August with regards to quiz time episodes. Um, and that's it. Short and sweet. A bit like Drake Maverick. Well, he's not that sweet. He's quite the worst husband I've ever seen. That's another conversation for another day. Um, this has been a short edition of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you have other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Get In The Ring, and All Things Elite. Please go to the podcast app of your choosing and give us a nice five-star reviews to help us get up the charts and reach more ears. The website is socialsuplex.com where you have access to these podcasts and the columns that we do. I'll get to that in a minute. The You can subscribe to all the content that we have on socialsuplex.com which has all been revamped and looks new, sparkling new. Uh, subscribe to that straight to your email. ProWrestlingTees.net Go to the Social Suplex page for t-shirts from some of the guys here. Powerslam.tv is the company you want to go to with the Social Suplex promo code to get over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from around the world. Wrestling Square Circle is the Facebook group where we are all there and interact with the fans, the fans, the, the listeners, um, the stands of the Social Suplex Network and Twitter as well is at Ricky and Clive. The columns, I don't know what's happened since WWE Network updated, but I was unable to watch 205 Live when I usually do, so I've not been able to get the column out for this week. And I'm quite gutted because it was supposed to, well, it, is, it has been the unsanctioned match between Drake Maverick and Mike Kanellis. So I've put that off. I will write it up as soon as possible for anyone who does read that and get it out to you ASAP. Um, next week, as I said earlier, it's going to be the SummerSlam preview. It should be a long one. Hopefully not too long. I've got work in the morning. And we'll have the return of Ricky as well. That's enough rambling from me for tonight. I hope you've enjoyed this wee mini minisode. And I shall speak to you next week. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.